I know. Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, also known as Cheap Lazy Vegan on YouTube. And I'm Daniel, one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends who love to talk about the latest trending topics. So get comfortable and join us while we give our savage take on just about everything. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hello, everyone. Daniel's setting up. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the savage podcast. What other shit is going on this week, Daniel? Oh, God. There's so much shit happening in the world, guys. <laughs> Before we jump into the shit that's happening in the world, just a reminder, guys, join our Patreon mm-hmm. because you're going to get exclusive content. Every single month, we do a bonus episode just for Patreon. That's Patreon. right. That's right. And you get every episode ad-free and every episode a week earlier than everybody else. So you be on top of the news. Mm-hmm. And what we talk about this month, Rose, is exclusive, oh. Rose. This month for exclusive. What do we do for this exclusive? We did the vegan Reddit. Oh forum. yeah, this month's exclusive was interesting. We mm-hmm. we reacted, I guess, to like vegan Reddit. Yeah, so it's like, all yeah, of, I, and we didn't even know there's like this much vegan content on Reddit. Like, there's so there's much random. Con- there's so much content on Reddit. Just yes. generally, it's like a plethora of a plethora. Yeah. And there was a bunch of like, am I the asshole vegan versions, oh. which were very fun. And I, we could do full episodes of those. We could probably. Because there's actually so many. Mm-hmm. Also, guys, um, another announcement I, announcement I wanted to make. Um, for those of you that haven't finished watching Love is Blind, get on it. <laughs> because I think the next episode we're going to be doing a oh, l- yeah. deep dive into Love is Blind, guys. We might have a little glass of wine. Okay. We might do that. So Perfect. I think that's going to be That'll next. be next week. So next week. So Oh, God dang. It'll be coming out so. to the public in yeah. like two weeks. So just get your shit together, guys, like and watch it. This season was so boring, though. I know. I don't know. But we'll, there's still things to discuss. We can still go we'll into it. We'll make it, it fun. It. Yeah. Um, it'll be completely dumb. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> but I mean, sometimes we need that. And you yeah, know what? Yeah, we need, we need a, like a moment of just you know, not talking about the shit show that is the world. The depressingness that is the And talk about the shit show that is reality TV. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, honestly, reality TV is there to distract us from the problems in real, <laughs> real life. Exactly. So, so we will discuss that next week, I guess. Speaking of reality TV, guys. Um, so anyway, one comment that I want to make, and I can't remember if I mentioned it on this podcast, but like, you know how there's so many reality TV shows like, you know, Keeping Up with the Kardashians and, you know, like, uh, I can't think of some other ones. That's <laughs> the only one off the top of my head, but like just so many. Love is Blind. The you Ultimatum. Know, Ultimatum. All this stuff. Love uh, Island. Made in Chelsea. So while I was in Sydney. Who you see? Australia. They were actually filming an episode of Made in Chelsea. Ah. So I guess a bunch of the people that were from Made in Chelsea. And for those of you that aren't in the UK or don't know what this show is, it's basically a reality show for like very privileged um people basically it's kind of like the hills of uh like england yeah and a lot of them come from like old family money and like all that kind of stuff and they're all like super bougie and rich (laughs) and they live in chelsea and they live in chelsea which is like those of you that are in london know chelsea's a fucking hella expensive really nice area very expensive area in london it is actually very nice i do i I love walking around there it is very nice but yeah it's it's definitely like old money aesthetic oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but the thing with Made in Chelsea, it was so funny. So they were sat at this table like opposite us. Or oh, whatever. so you saw them. And you watched Made in Chelsea. No, no, I never watched it. Oh, you've never watched it? No, okay. I I didn't, don't, why, don't, why did I think you watched it? I don't know. 
Okay, interesting. I watched like the more trashy, trashy reality TV, like Jordy jo- Shore, Shore <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Like that's a, that's my jam. I think okay, I tried guys? watching Made in Chelsea, and I was like, this is so boring. I know it is actually boring. I've, I think yeah. I've maybe seen one or two episodes, but I haven't like religiously watched. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So they're on like I don't know season seventeen or something ridiculous right now, and I don't recognize any of the characters. I don't know who it is, but anyway, they were filming. And I'm not kidding you. This one scene was like them was on Bondi Beach. Right. And like, so you had the background of the beach and stuff. And they were at this like um, cocktail bar. And we were at the bar, like literally right next to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they like. How'd you know it was made in Chelsea? Did someone know? Yeah, some, somebody okay. that we were sitting with was like, hey, that's right. made in Chelsea. And I was like, oh, okay. And then so I watched it. And honestly, they sat there and refilmed yep. the same thing yeah. over and over and over again for about, we were there for probably an hour and a half. Yep. And the whole time it was just like, and then there was long breaks where they were just, just all sitting there, like twiddling their thumbs, you know, waiting for people to like change yeah. the camera angle. And I'm like, this just shows you how non-realistic realistic reality TV actually is. Mm-hmm. Like there's like so many edits that happened. There was so much like, it was literally like as if they're, filming a movie or something, you know, like people totally. were just acting. And I was like, this is really, I mean, I knew it was like that anyway, but like, it was, a, it was like a wake up. Like it really, so fake. Yeah. It's so not fake. true. Yeah. I think the first time I realized, you know, I think all of us kind of know it's like fake, but mm. some of us think it's kind of real. Yeah. But I think the first time I realized it was like when I was watching the Hills, cause I used to be like obsessed with the Hills mm. and I was just like, these people are because they like film because if, if you guys don't remember the hills i'm sure a lot of you oh, have watched love it the hills. it was i'm sure if we watch it now it would be so cringe. oh it's cringe i've seen oh few, yeah, yeah. yeah so it was like basically again it's similar to like made in chelsea where they pretend that they're just following around a bunch of rich rich kids that yeah. live like on the hollywood hills or whatever and they follow the drama of the kids and they're all like friends and then they start dating people and it's all like dramatic and i was like and i think the reason why i realized it was like fake is because i was like they're like going into these workplaces and filming and they film like a tiny little snippet and it's like a dramatic phone call and i'm like what are the chances that they're actually sitting there all day waiting for something dramatic to happen exactly versus like they went there to film a scene and that's it because if you think about it they have to pay those people that are the like the filmmaker they're not just gonna have them sitting all day to wait for one dramatic call that might may or may not happen (laughs) exactly like it's so fake yeah i was like i can't remember what it was because they were like trying to do a reboot of the hills yeah yeah yeah. and they had like um god what's that actress's name from the oc um oh misha misha barton Barton? yeah she was she was like in it it was like really weird and i was like okay something's like a bit messed up but anyway, yeah. um, so anything dramatic happened or you just saw no, them no, no, just I, filming a movie basically? Yeah, just I no, no, no. This is like I saw them like they're going to do a reboot of The Hills. No, no, no I'm talking about at oh, Bondi oh, Beach. No, no, no. Bondi Beach. Nothing dramatic. happened. Oh, OK. Yeah, okay. It was like the, probably the most boring thing I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. And then you were watching The Hills. Well, I wasn't watching it. I saw that there was a yeah. reboot and then I like happened to go through like old um, reruns yeah, just on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, guys. <laughs> I don't know how I was so obsessed with this show. I don't know how we were all so obsessed. I'm like watching it now and I'm just like, this is so fucking cringy and so bad. I think it's because it was like, I think the Hills was one of the first of that kind of reality show yeah. that we weren't used to. Cause normally reality, sh- reality shows would be like big brother where like, you know, they, it's like a game show. It's like a game show. Yeah. And same with like love, you know, love Island, love is blind. These Survivor. are all kind of like game shows. Yeah. But in terms of like following people around in their lives, mm-hmm. which we all now we now know is all fake anyway. Yeah. But you know, we, 
at that moment, I think that was like one of the first of its kind. Mm. So I think that's what made it like intriguing. Well, and Laguna Beach. Laguna Beach was like... Oh yeah, Laguna Beach was the first. Yeah. But that was like high school. Yeah. Did you watch Laguna Beach? Not really. Yeah, I didn't I didn't watch Laguna Beach. And then, but I watched The Hills. Oh, everybody watched The Hills. The Hills was yeah, huge. Yeah, was huge. Like in that, I don't know, I think there was five seasons maybe. Well, Hills was a spinoff of Laguna Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Because some of the same people on Laguna Beach... Were in The Hills. But were in The Hills. I think The Hills did better. Like they were... Oh it yeah, was, 100%. It was way, way bigger. Yeah. Like every everybody talked about The Hills. It was like the yeah. thing. Like, I remember like when I was in when I was studying abroad in Italy I was friends with this girl that was like from California I think she was like from the OC or something mm. and I was like intrigued because I was like aren't like aren't y'all rich as hell like because I'm like I think that's like very you mm. know you have to be like rich as fuck and I think she was like com- coming from a big rich family mm. and then she said that it was like her school where they were like casting so I guess she went to like Laguna Beach I can't remember yeah so then she's probably really rich yeah yeah so she that area said like something rich. like they were like casting for it or something and I was like oh my god I can't relate to any of this yeah <laughs> like so random so random but it's like weird like honestly guys do yourselves a favor go on youtube and just like type in some like old like uh hills episodes and you're gonna be like what the fuck it's so awkward i used to love watching like the parodies Mm. where they're just like sitting there at a restaurant and they're just like staring at each other Mm. and it's just like so much drama (laughs) oh my god my favorite is when lauren i think her name is lauren Yeah. yeah Where she's like mad at Heidi because Heidi is yeah. dating Spencer and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Spencer's a piece of shit. And apparently yeah. they're still together, which is yeah. kind of crazy. And Lauren's like, he's a sucky person. He's a sucky person. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay then. I wonder how many times I had to film that scene. Yeah. Um, well, she, she was probably like, he's a shitty person. They're like, you can't say that on TV. Yeah. Sorry, you can't say that. Yeah. yeah. This is a PG-13 Anyway, that show. was a random uh, tangent, but that was fun. I know. Well, one other thing I want to talk about while we're on oh, this tangent, though. About reality TV. It's not really reality TV. Just like random shit. Um, <laughs> so I was like on TikTok the other day. Yeah. I don't even know how these things come into my algorithm, but they I, somehow... The TikTok algorithm is uh, the more mysterious than the Bermuda Triangle. It is true. And I <laughs> randomly, like I've never watched any Twilight uh, TikToks. I've never like gone down a Twilight rabbit hole. Right. And there's this person that does like parodies of Twilight um, of Kirsten Stewart's acting in Twilight. Okay. So basically, you know, like when she was playing, I've never seen Twilight. Oh, you haven't. Okay. Well, some of the scenes, like her acting is so ridiculous. Like she'll just be like, (laughs) you know, and this person, I have to show you some after this person, like wears a wig and does like almost like he'll show the scene and then he'll do a parody of it. Oh, okay. You have to show me. And it's so fucking funny because she'll just like drop her bag and be like, and then he'll do the same (laughs) thing. Like, so is she a bad actress? Well, I, everybody said that she like she like nailed the part from the books, I guess. But like when you see it, it's like just cringy. Like it just doesn't feel like. Yeah. I don't know what. Like, have you read the books? No. So does she play kind of like a clueless uh, high school kid that falls in love with the vampire? She's like the awkward. Why do they always? It's, they always cast the woman, like the main character, mm. as like kind of a basic ass awkward. Like not very popular, doesn't have friends, mm. quirky a little bit, yeah. like weird. It's always like this. And yeah. it's so fucking annoying. I know. It's like, okay, give me a different character. Mm-hmm. Like we've had enough of these, like, you know, and then of course, like the hottest guy in school falls in love with this like random girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so Anyways. Dumb. <laughs> Anyways, um, that was a random tangent. But yeah. yeah, it was. Well, this reminded me actually when we talked about Made in Chelsea, because when mm. I when I was living in the UK and I worked at this office that was like near Covent Garden, yeah. which is like in London, it's like a very, you know, popular area. That office was in such a good location. It was such a good location. Ugh. Um, And it was on this street, which is called Mon- Monmouth Street. Yeah. I mean, Monmouth Street. Yeah. And so we worked like above like 
I don't know, it was like second floor. Mm. And the the first floor, I mean, if you guys live in London, like walk, you know where I'm talking about. Mom yeah. Mouse Street, it's quite famous. On the first floor of it, I don't know if they still have it, but there was like a sex shop. I remember this. Do you this. remember? Yes. And it was like... It was like a bougie sex shop. I never walked in because mm. it's like very intimidating. Yeah. Um, but it was like very, I don't know, like kinky shit, you know, like whatever. And one time I remember people were like freaking out at the office. They were like, oh my God, like so-and-so from Made in Chelsea is downstairs. So I guess some guy was like filming again, probably filming a scene. Yeah. Like walking into the sex shop. Maybe he was like buying his like girlfriend or love interest. Some kind something. of toy. Or he was just doing <laughs> it for like, banter. Yeah, and I just like walked downstairs and I was like, I was like, oh, who is it? <laughs> <laughs> did you see who it was? I, I mean, I wouldn't even, even known. I didn't even know if I saw his face. Mm. But I did see across the street that guy, the Irish actor that plays um, the love interest in um, Bridesmaids. Oh, What's yes. his name? God, what is his name? The really cute guy. He's like very nice looking. Yeah, he just looks has a nice the face. The policeman. Yes, I remember. I know yes. exactly who you're talking like, about. Like he's not like super good looking, but he's like cute, yeah. you know? Yeah. Anyway, I saw him. Like he was like having lunch with his wife or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember again, like somebody told me and I was like, oh my God. So I like walked downstairs. I just like walked past him. This is the thing I kind of miss about living in London though. <laughs> just like though, randomly seeing famous I just, people. I, I saw who have fam- you seen? So I saw, um, you never watched Game of Thrones, but um, fuck, what was his name? He was the King Joffrey. I saw him. Okay, I don't know who that is. So but. anyway, I saw him just like walking randomly right. in Liverpool Street Station, and I was like, "Oh my <laughs> god!" Like I didn't, I didn't fangirl or anything. Yeah, like yeah, I was yeah. just like, "Oh, it's just, it's just I missed that element of London." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm you sure there's randomly. other people that I've seen. I just can't think I'm of the sure, top of my yeah, head. Yeah, I can't think of either. Because like, but. like there was many instances where someone would be yeah. like, "Oh, I just ran into this person," or like it was very like. Yeah, because when you live in a city like London, yeah. LA, um, wherever, you'll like randomly run. It's into because people. like a lot of like really again like not just in Hollywood, but a lot of like wealthy people, like Americans as well, like yeah. American actors and and um, singers and stuff. They often buy places in London and live there for some of the year. You right. know, like I know Madonna has a place in London. I'm pretty sure. Right. Like tons and tons of people have places in London, or they're just there. You know, like yeah. filming something, doing well, like, something. Exactly. Like I missed. <laughs> like I do miss because like Calgary, it's like. Um, I mean, we do have some filming stuff happen here. And like, I'm trying to think, have I? Um, I've had some semi-famous people come to my cafe. There you go. There you go. So like, there but. there is state things going on here. I would have loved. I, I would have loved to see. Um, well, what's his face? So when they filmed Last of Us, is it? Yeah, Last of Us was filmed so, here. So uh, the sexy man. What's his What's his name? Pedro Pascal or something. Oh, sexy man. Yeah. Um, he was some. He was somewhere he was here. In, in our vicinity. He was, he was breathing the Calgary air, the dry ass Calgary air. He was he was probably in here <laughs> staying at one of these hotels or some shit. Oh, and actually, so there's a cafe near me. I won't say where. Yeah. But <laughs> there's a cafe very close to my house. And um hot hot man from Bridesmaids, the the douchey guy from Mad Men. Fuck, what's his name? Oh, um He's oh, so hot. John, John Ham. He visited the cafe. No. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. There was like a selfie with like the workers. So like, cause I go there sometimes. Yeah. So I went there and I was like, oh my God, I saw that you saw like John Hamm. And then the, the girl that like I talked to, she's like, yeah, I didn't even know who that was. She was like the front and center of the selfie. I know. She's like, yeah, I didn't even really know who that was. But my manager was like, yeah, we need to take a selfie with him. <laughs> It's so funny. Like, that's just like, yeah. But, but, but typically that shit doesn't happen in Calgary. I know. But well now, like there's a lot of more filming going on. This is true. This is true. So it might happen more. I think it's like Calgary's like a big city. Like it's not a big, big city, but like they can film for like cheaper here. I feel like Like, it's easier to, it's easier to like close roads down and like. Well, and also think about if you're American, Mm -hmm. like 
the ca- Canadian dollar is very weak. Yeah. So it's so much cheaper. And I think there's incentives as there well. Are, yeah. Like if you hire a certain amount of ca- Canadian like film, whatever, film crew, yeah. then they get like a you know, tax Discount. break or whatever. So Well, that's, and that's why actually a lot of places that are technically supposed to be in New York are actually filmed in Toronto. For example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that makes sense. Yeah. Toronto fills sense. in for New York a lot. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, yeah. But yeah. Oh, God. There you go. There we go I mean, guys. there's That's a little a... tangent for you. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Shall we get into the stories? We should. Oh, God, Daniel. I'm I not did, ready. Wait, I did have one more thing to say about reality okay, TV. Else? And then and then we're going to go into the okay, stories. Okay. What else? Because you know how you mentioned about them waiting for them to like have a phone fo- uh, That sure. mysterious phone call. Like, guys, let's just like take a step back and think about our lives. Okay. Like. 95% of my life is pretty mundane. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. I have some exciting things that happen, yeah. but like if you were filming a TV show of my life, like a lot of it would be kind of boring, <laughs> you know, get up and go to the office Monday to Friday, like yeah. go to the gym. Great. You can see me work out. You see yeah. me sweat. Like, yeah. you know, the only exciting things like occasionally on the weekend, I go and do something exciting, you yeah. know, like well, the thing is, if you were on a reality TV show, you're going to have to make your life exciting, Daniel. Well, that's it. That's what you just got to create, create content. <laughs> you got to create the drama. This episode is brought to you by Compliment. Compliment Essential is the ultimate multivitamin made for and by plant-based eaters. Optimize your health with the eight critical vitamins, minerals, and omega-3s proven hard to get through a plant-based diet alone, all in one easy to take capsule. I've been taking Compliment Essential for months now and it makes it so easy to make sure I'm filling in all my nutrient gaps. If you're looking for the multivitamin for plant-based eaters, make sure to check out Compliment Essential. Go to lovecompliment.com. That's L-O-V-E-C-O-M-P-L-E-M-E-N-T.com and use code SAVAGEPODCAST, S-A-V-E-G, podcast, to get 15% off your order and save even more by subscribing so you never miss taking your vitamins. Be sure to check out their other awesome products like vegan protein powder, gut nurture, and daily greens. Once again, that's lovecompliment.com and use the code SAVAGEPODCAST to save 15% off compliment products. Thank you so much to Compliment for supporting this podcast. Thank you. Uh, anyways, so we're going to get into the stories. Oh, God. Daniel, I'm so sad. Guys, I'm going to cry. You're not going to cry, are you? I'm not going to cry. Okay. Um, I have teared up over this. Yeah. So basically, I'm sure you guys have heard of this point. Yeah. Matthew Perry a.k.a. Chandler, mm-hmm. Chandler Bing, has unfortunately passed away. Yeah. And I guess what now we're hearing that uh, the Friends cast mm-hmm. have issued a joint statement, which is a little... How do, how do we feel about joint statements? I don't know. I think that they're just like doing it as like a solidarity, right? Like I guess so. Like this is a group of people that if you think about it, imagine like they work together for like what, 10, 12 years? Yeah, yeah. Like they have like this... this, this sh- Imagine this show is so legendary. I know. Imagine you start your acting career because they were all pretty young. Like they were like twenty something. Yeah, like Courtney, I think was the most famous at the time because she had done like right, some of the yeah, movies, yeah, she was on Scream, yeah, that kind of stuff. And maybe there's a few others, but ultimately, it's like you kind of start and you make this show that is like iconic, yeah, globally, yeah, and it becomes more than just a show. Oh, so much, you know. More than just and a I show. think I think it's become that. And the interesting thing is, there's been a resurgence of it as well. Like, ah, uh, yeah, <clears throat> like well, the my, thing is, I don't think it's ever really gone, but especially with the streaming services. Yes, because when it came back on. Netflix it was so funny because when I was in London Mm. my like younger cousins were like watching friends and I was like they're like how like 10 plus years younger yeah yeah and I was like what is going on here friends is resurging and they were like loving it like on Netflix yeah so I think there was like this movement of like youth watching it again because of the streaming services so it's like 
and it's it's a crazy show because even when we watch it now, like I don't know how you feel about it, but like when I watch it, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it's as old as it is. Yeah. Like not that it's like super fucking old, but this is like filmed mostly in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it is pretty old, right? Yeah, like, like that's like thirty years ago. Oh god. Anyway. <laughs> um so it's and it's crazy because other shows that may have been filmed maybe similar time, mm. there's certain shows I feel like you know, don't feel that old. I feel like Sex and the City doesn't feel that old. Yeah. And Friends doesn't feel that old. Obviously, there's some scenes where I'm like, okay, this is very outdated. Yeah, like if they have bring out a weird mobile phone or something, yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. like, like oh my like God. That, yeah. Or like, you know, when they have to like, yeah. But like in terms of like how it's filmed and mm. the storylines, I feel like it's, it's very, I don't want to say it's timeless, but yeah. it's still pretty relevant to this day, which is why young people are still watching it. Yeah. Well, and I think for us too, like uh, we, because like, weren't they supposed to be around like when they started the show, like kind of around 28, each of them? Like I think in the so. show? I think they were like mid-20s. So okay. like maybe 26-ish. Okay. Yeah, 26, 27. And then it follows their life as they go into their 30s. Exactly. And we, so when we were, because the thing is like, it's obviously, we're also too young for friends as well because mm-hmm. when it came out, you know, they were, you know, they're much older than us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, this is like multi-generational at this point mm. because like I love it. Like I've seen probably every episode more than three times. Like I was going to say, you've seen it more at each episode at least seven <laughs> yeah. times. This I is think. like my comfort show. I put it on when I'm like hungover and don't want to do anything. Mm. I just need something in the background. Like I've seen this uh, so many times and so it's very devastating. Yeah. And th- oh, and it's sad because it's like, what, can we see the statement? I'm going to, oh God. I'm not ready because everybody was waiting for this statement. Okay. So I was kind of hoping the thing is the reason why I'm kind of like, I can understand why it's like a joint statement, but also like, it's a little bit sad because I feel like it's less personal. Yeah. I was kind of hoping that every single person would, I'm sure they will say maybe they'll, later. maybe they'll yeah. have their own little, I mean, I'm sure they, they all have their own thoughts on so, this. It, totally. Like, and this, I think the sad thing is, so they, they, I don't think this article has the full statement, but it does right. say here Let's parts it, of yeah. it. We are also utterly dev- devastated by the loss of math uh, of Matthew. Um, we were more than just castmates. We're family. There is so much to say, but mm. right now we're going to take a moment okay. to grieve and process this unfathom- unfathomable. That's a very difficult word. Unfathomable, unfathomable loss. loss. Oh, that's one of the words that you can't say. Okay, there's I one. can't say uh, infuriated. Yeah, infuriating. <laughs> um, in time, we will say more. Okay. Mm-hmm. And as and when we are able. This is yep. true. They're probably like so shocked. Yeah. For now, our thoughts and our love are with Maddie's family, his friends, and everyone who loved him around the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Well, and I think, too, one of the sad things with Matthew Perry oh, and Chandler yeah, is, yeah. you know, we, we and they just did the reunion, like, not that long ago as well. Last year. Last year, they did mm-hmm. the reunion, right? And, and so, he wrote a book that came out last year. Yeah. And I think the book also describes, like, he had a... And, and it, this is a the thing. They're not... They haven't, re- like, said that this has anything to do with, like, drug and alcohol abuse. They haven't yet. They're still doing the toxicology report, yeah. but... Yeah, we'll see what happens. But but ultimately, he struggled, and he was very open about his struggle yes. about, you know, substance abuse. And the, the fact is, when somebody is abusing substances, like, they're more... They're likely more prone to, like, heart attacks or mm-hmm. things like this. So what had happened was, I guess, they found him in his hot tub. In his jacuzzi, yeah. Jacuzzi, yeah. And Which it, is so crazy because I was yeah. I was telling, like, I was talking to my friends and my family and stuff and I was like, it seems so common. Mm. Um, a lot of celebrities, and I guess I was like looking this up because I was like, why does it seem like every celebrity dies like when they die prematurely? It's like bathtub. always in a bathtub, always in a, like hot, like something like this. And I'm mm. like, oh my God, like we got to be careful with these things. I, I, and we do. And I think, I think the thing is though, and I, I don't want to comment cause I don't know for sure mm. what happened with Matthew, like with like Matthew Perry, but 
<clears throat> I think the reason why a lot of celebrities and stuff die in bathtubs mm. is because they're doing some sorts of substances. Is, that's usually the case. Yeah. And then what happens is, and this is why bathtubs are so dangerous because you're doing the substance and the bath is nice and warm and mm. you feel cozy and you kind of drift off. But because you're right. under uh, under such heavy, like whatever you're taking, you might pass out. You pass out. Right. And then your body doesn't have that natural reflex to wake you up. Right. It's like people like are doing, and I'm not saying this person does heroin or anything, but it's like when they do this, they like kind of, you know, your body isn't in control of itself anymore. Mm. So like naturally, obviously <clears throat> like for any of us, if I was not drinking, not doing any substances, I'm just having a bath and I'm super tired and I start falling asleep. My body would like pretty much yeah. naturally like wake you up to be like, Hey, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But you can still drown in a bathtub. Like oh, yeah, totally. anybody could, even if you're not doing well, substances. And I think, I think it's also, yes, there's substance, but also, also, I think it could also be like you might have because it's the thing is you're sitting in like hot water mm. and like, I mean, every time we go into if you look at a public jacuzzi or a public hot tub, there's always like a warning sign that says yeah. like if you're pregnant or if you're this, if you're feeling nauseous, like don't go in or something like this. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a reason for that because, <clears throat> you know, if you're having, let's say you have heart problems and you go in and then it's like very, you know, your circulation, something happens and then you might have a heart attack. And then mm -hmm. if you have a heart attack in the bathtub or like your heart stops or something happens and you, you faint or whatever happens. Yeah. So anyway, like obviously this is not like the most common way of dying but yeah. it is something to but be right. aware of exactly but you're right you do hear about it a lot especially with celebrities you hear yeah, oh and, they they yeah. drown in the bathtub they drown uh. in this and you're just like holy shit and you're right like the thing that's dangerous about a bathtub is like even for us like let's say we're not again not doing any substances nothing but then all of a sudden we have a heart attack or we have like yeah. you fall into a seizure or you fall into something where you kind of like lose control of your body and it happens more often because you are <clears throat> sitting in the hot water exactly right? and yeah. then all of a sudden you slip under and you're not uh. able to like get God, out. it's so scary. It is fucking scary. Like, oh, it's so sad. It is super sad. And I, I, I haven't watched the video that one of it was. Okay, you so or I was watching. So today I was watching like I mean a bunch of stuff because mm -hmm. I'm like so sad about this. Um, so I saw this interview. Um, because like his life is sad, right? Like, yeah. like we discussed, he had yeah, like the he had this addiction problem, right? Where he was an addict and mm -hmm. he always says like he was very outspoken about um, his whole journey as an addict. And he said many times like, you know, over the years, cause I thought he was clean for the whole time, mm. but he's like, it's always like something that sometimes it, you know, it comes back Yeah, and it's very, very hard to, you know, completely stay sober. Like, and I think he did stay so sober for the most part. Yeah. And, but it's, it's, and the way that he was describing it as well was, was interesting. So the, the video I sent you was like this interview he did when he was like promoting his book, mm -hmm. which I really want to read, actually. And um, it's called Friends, Lovers, and the Awful Thing or something like this. Awful Thing being the yeah. substance abuse. Yeah. And, and so I think he was saying how this was really interesting. So basically, one of the reasons... Because addiction is very... We talked about this like, uh, you know on private <laughs> privately before yeah. on private um we talked about this on private. like in terms of like addiction it's like you know it's very like genetic i feel like like some people they are just so much more prone yeah to being you know addicted that we won't we wouldn't understand what that is like yeah because as much as we're always like oh my god like you know like we like to drink and all that stuff. But the way that he was describing, like he said the first time he had a drink was when he was like 14 and he was drinking with his friends and he had like a full bottle of wine. And he said he like laid there looking at the sky and he was like, it was the best feeling I've ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. 
And like, I don't think I can say that about my first time drinking. No, definitely not. But I've heard alcoholics saying that a few times. Yeah. So I think it's like a different chemical reaction or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he also talked about this was fucked up. So I guess when he was first born, because he was like born, what, like in the 70s, maybe? Yeah. And I think so when he was born, I guess he was like a you know, he was like a baby. So he, he cried a lot and, you mm-hmm. know, babies cry and he was like a big crier. And, um, so parents were, you know, obviously new parents, they're struggling and they went to the doctor and the doctor was like, well, give him this, like some sort of a drug. Mm-hmm. So in the first, like however many days of being born, he was fed some drug to basically make him drowsy or something for 30 days, oh. which obviously he's like, I don't blame my parents because he was just following, you know, advice of the doctor Guys, at the time. This I know. We're going to talk about this in a minute because it yeah. relates to one of our other stories. Yeah. But so I'm, I think that might be the reason or yeah. one of the reasons that he became potentially an addict or yeah. so fucked up. Well, because they say even when you do like certain substances, mm. like what happens and you're right. Some people I think are more prone than others, but like, I feel like a lot of us could fall into addiction um, oh, totally. regardless, depending on the substance. And I think what happens is with some of these substances, and it could have been this first one that he had when his parents gave it to him or whatever, mm. it like actually does alter your brain a little bit. Yeah. And when that happens is it like it alters it. And that's what makes it so hard for people that become addicts to like get clean because like, yeah. it's not that they don't want to, like a lot of them are like, fuck, of I course, really want to get desperate. off this. Yeah. yeah. But it's like their brain is now altered. Yeah. Their so, brain is yeah. altered to crave those substances. I know. And it's like, we can sit here and judge all we want because mm-hmm. a lot of pe- some people will be like, well, they can just not do it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't think it's that simple. It's not. If it's that simple, why would we have? And also living in a world where alcohol is everywhere. Yeah. Imagine being an like, I can't even imagine being an alcoholic. Like yeah. that would be so hard because it's hard <laughs> enough for us to go out and not have a drink and yeah. we're not alcoholic. Yeah. So imagine like having that. Well, that, and that's the thing. I think that's why I think honestly, like I think all substances would be hard to be, to come off of. But like at least with like if you were like a cocaine addict, right? It's like okay, if you're trying to get clean, depending. I guess it depends because some people do yeah. that when they drink. But like the thing is, if you go out to like a wedding or something, yeah, the chances are there probably won't be. Maybe there's not cocaine there. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, 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 whereas yeah. there will be alcohol there. So if you're trying to quit alcohol, like yeah. good luck to you. You know, like I know it's so that's hard. why it's hard. Yeah, yeah. like because you're right. Every one of our social events revolves around alcohol. Exactly. So, so being an alcoholic, I think it would be like so hard. Oh, it would be hugely. Yeah. Especially being in like the spotlight. You know what I mean? Oh God. See, that's the thing. His life. So he, you need to watch that whole interview. I do, it yeah. was actually really sad. So he was saying how, um, so he like really wanted to be famous. Um, mm. you know, obviously he was struggling with like some level of alcoholism, mm. like since he was like younger, even before yeah. friends. Right. And then he was like so desperate to be famous. And this story was crazy. So I guess he was the last person to be cast on Friends. Mm -hmm. So everyone had been chosen already. And so the character of Chandler was like supposed to go to some other guy that maybe um, Matthew Perry was like friends with. I can't remember his name. And so this other guy, he had like two options. Mm -hmm. He wanted to either do Friends or something else. And then he like called Matthew and was like, I don't know what to do. Which one should I do? And Matthew's like, fuck you. Like you have this choice of like two like awesome options. Yeah. And he actually said, even though Matthew wanted the role of friends, um, 
I think they wanted the guy first. I can't remember. Mm. But basically, he was like, no, you need to take the friend's role because it sounds much better. Mm. But then the guy, I think, I can't remember exactly, but he decided to go for something else. So then Matthew was like, oh, shit, Chandler's available. Mm -hmm. So then anyway, like long story short, he got the role. He was the last one to be cast. And then he said the guy that didn't get the role that was supposed to get it, he didn't talk to him for like two years. Like Chandler, Matthew Perry was like trying to reach out. Mm. And he like kind of like ghosted him, like ignored him. And then like maybe two years later after Friends aired and obviously became super fucking successful. Huge. Um, they like met up. He the guy like wanted to meet up and he was like, Yeah, I really couldn't like face talking to you because I was so like upset over the fact that like, you know, you got this role that, you know, and then now you're like rich and famous and mm. I could I could have gotten that role. Yeah. Which is like very honest and obviously, you know, that's a very normal feeling. Like I can understand that's that. That's true. That would be hard to be oh, honest. That would like, be so fucking like imagine hard. you're you're both you and your roommate or your friends or whatever, you're both budding actors. Yeah. And like you turned down a role. But again, this is the, the luck of the draw in many ways. Like you turned down the role of friends and went to something else. Yep. He happened to get the role of friends. The other th- something else that you did didn't take off, obviously. Yeah. And then the friends it fucking exploded mm-hmm. and your roommate becomes like a multimillionaire. Yeah. Overnight. And one of, overnight. One of the biggest actors in the world. Yeah. And you're just like, that could have been me. I know. But then apparently Matthew was said to him, he's like, you know what? It's not. All it's cracked up to be. Yeah. He yeah. basically was like, it's really not worth it. Mm-hmm. He's like, he said something like it's really not what we thought it was going to be like. Yeah. And obviously the guy doesn't understand because I think most people just think like, you have everything I want. How can I, you yeah. know, how can you say that? But I think we've talked about this too oh, before, so like about how, you know, there's this kind of, and it's from when we were children. It's like the idea of being a movie star and the idea of becoming super famous on a TV show or whatever. It's like, oh my God, it will be the best thing ever. You make so much money and everything else. But like, actually, I think it it, it actually wrecks a lot of other parts of your life. I think so. Yeah. And I think it's also just even the concept of, uh, it's not even just the concept necessarily of like chasing, you know, fame mm. or money. Well, I mean, it is kind of money, but like, it's just the, the whole concept of like chasing your dreams and, um, mm. you know, getting your dream. And you think that that's going to like fix all of your problems and you think everything's going to be, cause I feel like we're sold this lie. And even like when we're adults, we think like this, Yeah, we're sold this lie that like once we achieve this, all your problems everything's going to be perfect. It's like, it never is. It, it's never going to be perfect. Mm. And eventually you're going to get used to it. And he said, he, he, Matthew Perry was like, I wanted to be famous like so bad. Mm. He was like, I was like praying, even though I never pray. He's like, I want to f- be famous. I want to be famous. And he, and then he's like three weeks, I like prayed to God. And then like three weeks later, I got the role of friends. Oh no. He said this. He's like, I told God, I was like, I want to be famous. I don't care what happens to me. Just make me famous. Mm. And then he said three weeks later, I got friends. And then God didn't forget about the second part. Oh so my God. Sad. And then he was like, and then initially he was like on a high, right? This is mm. what I hear from a lot of celebrities. They're yeah. like, initially you're like, oh my God, this is crazy. I like, you know, I'm yeah. living the dream. Yeah. And then they're like six months down the line, eight months down the line. They're just like, they wake up and they're like, no, this is not. Well, that's exactly, if you watched um, the Britney Spears documentary. Oh, God. It was like years ago, guys. Like, it was called, so sad. I know, it was called On the Record. And it, basically, she talks about her family the same way. Right. She said, look, when I first, baby one more time, oops, I did it again. Mm. And even, even sl- up to slave for you. She's like, those kind of four or five years. Okay. She was like, it was amazing. She was like on top right. of the world. She was like touring everywhere. And yeah. she said... She was so busy, like constantly going to new places that she didn't have time to like sit and think about things. Right. And then when I think she took like a little break or something and then she sat back and then she was like, holy fuck. Right. Because then her privacy is gone. Right. Like at privacy that point, is gone. everything's and she's like, doesn't have real relationships. Maybe. Ex- exactly. And at that point, she's just she was just like, I can't remember exactly what she said in the documentary, but similar thing. It was like, you have this 
period of high, however long yeah. it is for each person. And then once that kind of starts dissipating, and then I think the reality sets in because the reality is you start doing things that you used to do before, like go for dinner with friends. Right. Like even just think about it. If one of you or me became fucking crazy big famous, yeah. we couldn't do half the stuff mm-hmm. that we do. Like let's say I'm like, hey, I want to go meet, let's go to the local pub. Yeah. Well, we can't do it. Yeah. Not unless I book it out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it, it, it destroys those experiences. Yeah. That you, that really ground you and make you like, you know. True. Yeah. And I think it's also just even the reality of, and it's the same thing. I I hear so many times from so many celebrities Mm. um, with um, Avicii was another person that when he died, I was like, oh my God, I was like so broken. So I watched his like, so he had a documentary. So Avicii, I'm sure you guys know, he's DJ. Did you watch the documentary? I watched parts of it. Oh, so he actually, the documentary came out before he actually died Yeah. because he was talking about his like struggles with fame and like, you know, performing and, and if you guys don't know, Avicii was this fucking huge DJ. Yeah. And he like rose to fame. And then he like made this like big announcement. Like at the height of his career, he's like, I'm uh, quitting touring or something yeah. like this. Something crazy, which is like most people would never do that. Right. Yeah. But he was like, I need to take care of my mental health or whatever it is. So he like quit touring. And also he had like a lot of like health problems as well due to yeah. like drinking too much and all this touring schedule. Yep. So... And then, yeah, in the documentary, he's like talking about, and it's so sad because it came out again before he died. Yeah. And he says like, you know, I have everything checked off on my list. Mm. Like I have everything checked off. Why am I not happy? Yeah. But this is the problem. It's like, you think that once you check these things off, you're going to feel different Yeah. and you're going to feel happy. Just mm-hmm. like, just in and of itself, just because you achieved whatever you wanted to achieve. But that's just not the case. So even just that reality alone, because like imagine, at least if you're like chasing for your dreams, you have like a certain like purpose, I guess. You're like, you think that it's going to bring you something. Yeah. So you keep going there and then you finally get there and it's like, what else is there to... Yeah. Like you're there, but you don't feel different. Yeah. You know what I found really sad when I watched parts of the Avicii Avicii documentary? Oh God. Is... Um, he was like talking quite openly with his like tour managers and all this yeah. stuff. And he was just like, guys, like I'm not feeling great. Like this isn't good. Like I think he doesn't I need- like tour. He doesn't like performing. Yeah, and he's like, I-, I think I need to take a break. And all of them were like pushing him so much to stay on the road. Well, I mean, why would he, why would they not? Exactly. They- he's employing them. Exactly. This is the whole like thing where it's like, holy shit. And then like, again, it's not all it's cracked up to be. And yeah. I think it's interesting because you do see, and I'm not saying that Matthew Perry's death was like anything oh, like, so we don't sad. know what it was, what is the root cause. Ultimately, it could yeah. be a heart attack and drowned. Like that's ultimately what, what we know so far. But like you hear about this with so many celebrities, you know, committing suicide or, yeah. you know, doing this stuff. Because again, it, you're right. They reach that level of success. They're like, I've ticked all the boxes, but hang on a second. Why am I not happy? Mm-hmm. Why am I still feeling and this And they way? have substance abuse problems because they have all this money something on your face yeah. they have all this money all this fame and now they're probably like what do i do and then like and i think also just the huge success of friends and then just imagine again your beginning of your career and you get this like huge breakout role yeah. and this is like the only role you'll ever be known for i feel like that's also difficult well this is, this is what i was gonna say next actually mm. is exactly that you become so huge let's say you do like some massive things it's the same for artists actors everyone yeah. right you do something massive in your career and then it's like what next exactly and everything you do that doesn't meet that level of yeah. success is a failure mm-hmm. so like you know a lot of like artists they'll have a, a breakout album that's like a breakout thing it sells like 20 million copies yep. and then there's that pressure for the follow-up album yeah and the follow-up album flops and then they're like oh they're in they're a failure yep. they're this and it could be the same like it's the same for actors it's like 
you're right, Matthew Perry, like he did act in other movies and stuff. He did, he but did. But nothing compared to compared Friends. to Friends. And nobody everyone yeah. would probably look at his other stuff as like maybe f- not failures, but like not as good. You know, yeah, like exactly. Friends is where he made his mark. Yeah, and then he well, it's actually really sad because he said um he said many times, I think, he's like, if he he's like, if he dies, oh God, he's like, if I die, I don't want to, I know that people will only remember me for friends or like, that's the first thing that they'll think, Mm -hmm. um, which is, he's like, which is fine. You know, that's obviously a big, you know, part of my life. Mm -hmm. But he said he wants to be known for helping people, uh, get sober. Cause like, that's what he, he, he did a lot. Like, I think that's like, that was his main thing after friends. Like, yes, he acted and stuff, but he was like very passionate about like, you know, a staying sober yeah. and be like helping other people become sober. So yeah. Oh God. It's so Damn. sad. Daniels. I'm not over it. Damn. It's so sad. It's just like, and sometimes it's just scary. Cause it's like this one little thing can just, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, it could have been a heart attack, but yeah. if he wasn't in the bathtub, you know, how long, how if much somebody else was there. If somebody else was, that's the thing. His assistant found him mm. basically his, apparently his assistant was, at his place and then he like sent off his assistant to like run some errands or something mm-hmm. he came back to two hours later and then that's how he found him imagine if he came back like a little bit earlier like you know yeah. like it's just stuff like this where it's like <clears throat> you just it's just it can happen so quickly and it's like oh yeah like your whole life like it's God so damn. sad it is so i'm sad. not over it daniels god damn Ugh. well you want to talk about another depressing story oh god i don't know if i'm i don't know if i'm ready Oh, so we're going to talk about this. Yeah. Speaking you, of drugs. Did you hear about this? Hold on. It says how big pharma companies stalled a potentially life-saving vaccine in pursuit of bigger profits. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't heard of this specific story, but this doesn't surprise me at all. So, guys, I have to tell you, I've gone into a rabbit hole lately. Yeah, you've been like really into this. Like, I, But it's because I feel like there's a lot of content that's been pushed out lately. So you watched... So which ones did you I, watch? I watched Painkillers, and then there's one recently, a movie with Emily, Emily Blunt called... Um, Pain Hustlers or something okay. Hustlers. And it's a film with her and Chris Evans. Okay. Um, that's on Netflix as well. There was The Pharmacist was a documentary. Oh God, you watch all these. I literally have gone down a rabbit hole. Oh God, it's so depressing. And even, even I'm watching this other, this and it's, uh, this has been over the last couple of weeks. It's not all <laughs> recently, guys. I'm not like that crazy. Um, I'm watching um, The House, the, the Fall of the House of Usher. And because it came up on Netflix as a recommendation. Is that like a... And it's 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 a kind of a horror weird kind of like quirky okay. um, uh, series. Yeah. But the family is based on this family that got rich off of pharma. Again, it's right. like a, it's like a par- not parody, but it's like a Purdue pharma kind of yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And ultimately, the more I learn about this, these big huge pharma companies, and the the kind of like the pill dr- the pill trade basically. Yeah. I'm just like this is something that should never have been allowed to happen. I don't think personally my own personal opinion is like pharma should never be a profit for yes, profit organization because we should be developing medicine that's like an enabling like life-changing things for everybody that doesn't incur like somebody one person getting mega rich yeah and this is the big problem so basically this story is about um they said that there was a vaccine or there there. The to, shingles vaccine? Yeah. So the shingles vaccine is the one they decided to go for okay. because the shingles vaccine is there's more people with it. There's more, it would be more profitable. And the other vaccine that they've kind of stalled or they were like looking at um, de- developing was like, tuber- I think it was like tuberculosis or something. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So blah, blah, blah. as a London based company turned away from its vaccine for TB, tuberculosis, a disease that kills 1.6 million. Um, it went all in on a vaccine against shingles, a viral infection that comes with a painful rash. It affects most 
mostly older people um, who are in the U.S. largely governed by government insurance. Okay. So they, the reason that they went they went this route is because of profits, right? Like, and this is this this story. I don't want to go too much into, but it's just the the thought or the idea that you know who's making our medicine, right? Our, yeah. Or developing our 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 vaccines and everything else. At the end of the day, they're worried about profit, right? Yeah. And this is the, this this is where the issue is. It's like they will develop whatever they can that will bring them profit. Maybe not the thing that will save the most lives. Yeah. Maybe not the thing that would that has a more you know they'll look at they'll look at a, like five different drugs and say okay, this one's gonna be the most profitable. Yeah. Fuck the other ones. We're just gonna develop this one. Yeah. And that's how the decisions are made. And and I think totally. I mean, I, I think it's wrong. Well, what is the root cause, Daniel? capitalism yeah the root cause well that's the thing like this is why i feel like yeah medicine uh anything to do with public health you know health in general i don't believe should be a for-profit industry yeah and it's it's just fucked up like it's just money just makes people absolutely crazy it does and insane and i just don't understand it's like guys when you die like look at matthew perry he was rich and he was like you know, there's so many rich people that make all this money and then, you know, like one little accident and like, you know, what, what what's what's with the money? Like, is it worth the money? Exactly. You know, like well, I would rather help people. Exactly. You know, you know, like, fuck. Well, exactly. I think that you want to have a comfortable level of life. You of know course, what I mean? Like, That's like yes. the ba- the baseline. But like this excessiveness and like the thing that bothers me again about this big farm and what I'm learning through all these documentaries and all these like movies and TV shows and everything like that is just like the pill pushing as well. And Matthew Perry yeah. even talked about it, it. The fact that he was a child and the first thing that gets recommended to them is some type of medication. Which is so crazy. Which is like kind of, it's wild. And then you see what happened with Purdue yeah. Pharma and you had these pharma reps out there pushing their drugs. Yeah. Pushing sales for their drugs, saying lies about their drugs, being like, it's not addictive, all this other stuff. And so doctors prescribed it because they're prescribing those drugs for whatever reason. And 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 they also probably get a kickback. Well, yeah, some of them did. That was the problem. So like, when was the opioid sort of situation? Like, Like, I want to say it was like in the like 70s to 90s. Yeah. So like that, that checks out, like maybe during the time when... Yeah, like, I mean, I don't want to link Matthew Perry's situation, but, yeah. you know, maybe at that time it was just very normal to just mm. just prescribe people whatever. Well, like, and I feel like this that's, is a drug for this and this is a drug for this. Exactly. But I feel like it's it, that's what's happening even today. I mean, even today. now. Oh, yeah, totally. Because like, you go to a doctor and you're like, hey, I'm feeling a little bit of anxiety, oh, for example. Yeah. Right away, the doctor's like, okay, I'll pr- prescribe you anti-anxiety medication. Well, it's like, yeah. well, hang on a second. Why don't we take a step back and try to identify the reasons why you're feeling anxious and then maybe you can start doing more productive things. Like I'm sure there's studies out there where doing certain things can help you prevent anxiety or work with your anxiety without medicating. I know. And it's really annoying. Yeah. Every time, even like Mm. when, yeah, when I, like when I go to the doctor for something, it's like that they don't like, there's no solution other than, Oh, let me just write you a prescription. Here's some pills. Here's a prescription. Yeah. It's like, Okay, but like, why am I getting this problem? Like, can I get rid of it without the prescription? Exactly. Or like, how do I know it's not going to come back? Do I have to come back for another prescription? Yeah. Like, you know, usually, like, obviously not everything, like, I'm not against, we're not against, obviously, drugs yeah. <laughs> and prescriptions, but, you know, I just don't like it being, yeah, being the only option. And yeah. I feel like, especially with Western medicine, it's like, 
that's the only thing. Yeah, it's overprescribed. And I think overprescribed. And I think I think we've seen, you know, I mean, obviously there's like there's alternative medicines where people are like, oh, it's like kind of like hippy dippy or whatever. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, there's certain things like, you know, living an active lifestyle, doing totally. certain things, you know, like maybe avoiding technology and your phones maybe mm-hmm. that will make you less anxious like having things like that it's going like, outside exactly going for, going for walks talking doing, to someone exactly doing things like that can like help or you know d- help like deal i'm not i'm not prescribing like yeah, this yeah, is what you do yeah. but like there's other routes that you can take like yeah. like and i'm i'm kind of like very much like obviously i'll go to the doctor if something serious happens but i like unless i'm really sick i don't generally go because i'm like our bodies are naturally like meant to help fight mm. over disease and things like that, right? Like, so if I get a flu, unless it gets really bad and I start getting scared, then I'll go to the doctor because <laughs> I'll be like, shit, something's not happening here. Maybe yeah. I do need some medication or something, you know? But generally I'm like, our bodies are designed to fight off things. And I know some people are in different circumstances and like might not have a strong immune system and all other sorts of things. Yeah. But like, ultimately it's like, our bodies are built for that. Like if I get the flu and then recover, that's because my body did its job. Right. You know? And I don't want to like, you know, be popping all these pills and fucking doing everything. Like, I I, yeah. I don't know. Unless I really yeah. have to. Like, and I get it. Some people are in that situation where they have to. But Yeah, I think, you know, obviously there's, medicine is great. And yeah. it can be, obviously, it, it's gotten us very far. Yeah. Um, You know, like modern medicine, surgery, mm-hmm. and, you know, anesthesia. Like, all these things are great innovations. Mm. So we're not knocking, you know, vaccines. Like, we all, we both got our COVID vaccine, all that yeah. stuff. So nothing wrong with these things. But yeah, yeah our issue is like, when it's for profit, how do we know you know is it actually something i need to take exactly that's you know? that's where there's the, the, yeah. the line if it's for a for-profit organization and they're pushing this to mm-hmm. doctors or they're you know marketing it and whatever how do we know that number one that's the best medication for me and number two that i actually do need to take it you know what yeah. i mean i think purdue pharma's whole like lawsuit oh, and everything woke people up to be like uh hang on a second what is this like what is going on and the opioid crisis is just an example of capitalistic greed really yeah. like a company that like pushed their pills lied to the public and then really got a slap on the wrist for it God. Damn. You know, I, I think they're. I think now things are changing. I think they're claiming bankruptcy. That company and there's a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, but I mean that's one company. Exactly. I mean, but still, it's the, still a for-profit system. Exactly. And, and and you know what? You never see or and, and guys, maybe this is happening. So like I don't know, but I haven't heard of it happening that they're actually going after the assets of the you know individuals that got rich off this company. Do you know what I mean? Like oh really? You know, oh, you mean like you've never seen it happen? Yeah. Like right. like for example, let's say I had a company. I made fucking hundreds of millions of dollars. I bought multiple properties all over the world. I have like huge amounts of investment and then my company is caught to do something shady right because the company's a legal entity that's what yeah. gets sued and then they like you know occasionally they'll like try to get some stuff but typically you don't see yeah. them coming after assets well that's another problem with this system because the companies are considered yeah legal entities of their own yeah so then it's almost like they see and then i think i told you about this this is a very old documentary and i need mm. to rewatch it but i think it was called the corporation yeah and it like compares corporations like under you know the capitalist system mm. uh to like a psych like a sociopath or something yeah because it just like does all this shit and like doesn't have any like doesn't care what what it does yeah. and because people are able to separate themselves from the corporation which in some ways i'm sure it makes sense yeah but because they can do that, it's almost like people have no, even though it's the people that make the company what it is, Yeah. There, there's very few consequences, especially for these giant companies where people are very rich. Because if you're rich, you're not guilty in yeah. this 
in the well, society. And, and we saw that with the financial crash. Like, you know, when the financial mm. crash, crash happened, I think barely anyone went to prison. Yeah. If any, I think one person did it. It's whole like very thing. little. Yeah. And we had, again, these people that like lost retirement savings oh, and all this other stuff, like mom and pops and all this stuff across the, across mm-hmm. the country. And not once were any assets or allocation of funds taken from the mm-hmm. people that got rich and distributed to the people that actually lost their money. Yeah. Instead, they took the taxpayers dollars and right. bailed out the companies. Oh. The companies. Like it's, I know I can't, yeah. I really can't. It's mind blowing. But anyway, big pharma, I need to watch these uh, shows. Oh, but they, it's gonna be. It's they'll make so you depressing. angry. They will make you fucking angry. And like, it just the, the more I've watched them, the more I'm like, pharmaceutical industry, and yeah. as primarily in the U.S., I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? There's some crazy ass shit. Like the opi- opioid thing is mm-hmm. insane. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and I think also even with, I mean, not to keep bringing it back to Matthew Perry, but he, yeah. so he was obviously like addicted to alcohol and stuff, but he also had like a severe like prescription medication addiction as well so i think he got into some some kind of jet some kind of accident yeah and then he was prescribed once again like and again like i understand right like obviously pain medication is very important yeah but i think like we really do need to look at like some of these things and how addictive they can be yeah you know and especially maybe look into do these people have a history of addiction yeah you know like these are things that people need to look at because those addictions like being addicted to a mm-hmm. prescription medication, he said he was taking like 55 pills a day. Yeah, something insane. That's insane. Right? That but, could kill you. Yeah. Well, and even just thinking about like the prescriptions and if, if doctors are prescri- prescribing these like highly addictive pills, they need, there needs to be controls in place, right? Like the opioid crisis was insane. Like when you watch these documentaries and you see what these doctors were doing, you see what pharma was doing. It's like insane. There was like, they, they call them pill mills that would be like doctors that would like prescribe oxy just to, to people right. that would just pay them and stuff and like they were making like one particular this one doctor i was watching this on made like millions of dollars doing this and i'm like they're so that's so fucked up i know it's so messed up and people would go in there with like a headache and they would be like because pain is like really mm, subjective subjective yeah so they'll put a chart in front of you and they'll be like how bad is your pain well nobody knows how bad my pain is except me so i would say oh it's here on the chart yeah and they'd be like shit you need some oxy or you need some morphine or you need some like really strong painkiller which typically was only prescribed like like oxy and or not like oxy. if you got into like some severe accident exactly or if for example i think not oxy but the derivative before that whatever it was they were saying in the documentary was typically and i think oxy was originally supposed to be for like cancer patients so like cancer right. pa- patients that you know maybe are towards end of life oh, you know and they, yeah, yeah, yeah. they need a really strong painkiller to deal with right. their, their day-to-day just to make their quality of life their last moments so if they did get addicted to it wasn't such a big deal because you know they're kind of on the way out anyway yeah whereas people that were taking it like literally it's crazy because i watched that show intervention before like i used to watch it a lot yeah yeah yeah. and like i'm not kidding you when i say so many of the people that were on that show yeah got into some kind of car accident (sighs) got prescribed oxy and then from there their whole life spiraled oh my god yeah because then what would happen and you see this in the show as well what happens is like They'll get they'll get addicted. Their doctor starts weaning them off of it, but they want want it still because it's so addictive. It's so addictive. So they'll start trying to buy pills off the street. The street pills are really really expensive. So the dealer then goes, "Hey, you want an opioid? Well, guess what? I have something called heroin that's super oh cheap. Oh my god, that does the same effect. And at that point, you're like, well, if it's super cheap, I want to do it. Fuck it, I'll just do it because you're so desperate for yeah. it. And god. that and and there's been so many cases of that that happening. And that's why, like, it was crazy. I, I mentioned and I said this to Rose. When I was in Australia, and I'm sure Australia has certain things that go on as well, but I was in Sydney, a big city, 
and I walked around all around downtown. Yeah. All around. I went walking in so many places and maybe I just missed the place that there's a lot of like drug use and homelessness. But I like compared to Calgary and Calgary is a much smaller city than Sydney mm. compared to Calgary downtown barely saw anyone right like, i saw homeless people for sure but i didn't see the kind of like what we see here like the walking zombies and the like right. because the like fentanyl and heroin and all, all that kind of stuff and the, the opioid crisis didn't hit yeah, australia as i feel bad. like australia is like kind of because i mean guys if you're australian let us know what you think of this mm. situation but i think because it's kind of like isolated yeah and it's like its own like it's very far yeah it's far so too. it's hard to get first of all it's hard to like smuggle in any sort of drugs right yeah. because obviously you ha- you'd have to go through like you know airports and shit yeah. um so i think it's harder whereas like you know canada we're just like connected to the u.s by you know Car. by land so you yeah. can go by land yeah. and also u.s to mexico and all that stuff mm. so i think there's like a logistical yes. thing but i wonder if there's any policy reasons behind well, and it as I, well. I think maybe too like they just didn't their doctors weren't they weren't part of this big pharma right. thing whereas yeah, that could be as well i think even in canada we were to oh i'm degree. sure i'm sure yeah, yeah. not degree. as bad as the u.s but yeah. like i'm sure oxy was still there was prescribed. also i remember there was also some kind of opioid crisis in like china or something mm. i need to look into it more but i remember there was definitely like they i don't know like probably america <laughs> probably americans brought uh opioids to like china and like a bunch of people got addicted and it was like mm. a whole thing yeah um but yeah i'm gonna have to look into that but, but like, i think the opioid yeah. is like a derivative from my understanding it actually yeah, comes, i don't know anything it comes about... from asia but it's, oh, okay. it's, it's interesting from like a, from like something called opium okay yeah which is, which is like a flower Okay. Um, from my understanding. And it like the reason they discovered it is because like the ancients people yeah. used to use these opium flowers or whatever it was. To get high. To, no, no. For, for actually, I think it was for pain treatment. Oh, okay. Okay. From my understanding. Okay. But I could be completely off on a tangent. What is this? What, what, is, <laughs> what is our friend Google saying? Um, I'm trying to find like... I don't know. I like. I just remember there was some kind of drug. Maybe it was opioids. Maybe it was something. Oh, wait, here it is. Show draws links between China's opium wars. Yeah, you're right. Opium mm-hmm. and today's opioid crisis. Mm. Interesting. Human cost of the opium trade is well documented. The Qing dynasty was crippled by both wars and a widespread addiction that claimed an estimated 10% of its population, around 40 million mm. citizens. So there's some lev- some kind of opium, opioid yeah. thing but in I think China. It, I think it did originate, like right. kind of like opium originated from like Asia, from China. Right. I think, and I think it was traditionally, again, used for like pain medication sure. and stuff like that, or maybe to get a little bit high. And then they've kind of like, made it into these now synthetic opioids which are like heroin fentanyl which is like way worse so like what if we get into a car accident and we're like prescribed some insane like morphine or yeah well that's like what are you supposed to do because like you're probably in pain and like you probably want to get out of the pain and like sometimes you need a really strong you know tylenol ain't gonna do it sometimes yeah i think i think (laughs) i don't know oh god it's really scary it is scary so I don't know what the answer yeah. is, guys. I think I think if, if my doctor did prescribe something like that, I would just be like, just because of my like knowledge on it now, yeah, yeah. I would say like Thank you, Rose. I would say like um like I, I will take it, but like let's keep me on a really low dose. I don't wanna like I've watched things about addiction. Oh, I don't God. wanna be that person, like Yeah. And and kinda go from there. So So it, it really makes you like also think about you know, the homeless people that are obviously, you know, addicted to drugs and stuff. Mm. Not all of them, but Yeah it's like you feel bad for them because you're like, you just don't know their story. Like they yep. literally could have been somebody that just got into a car accident one day yep. 
And then they got hooked on drugs. Honestly, intervention guys, for oh those God, of you in I North America, don't necessarily, you don't have to watch it, but like it opened my eyes to this because I used to think like when I was na- young and naive, like, you know, like, why can't they just stop? Exactly. Why can't they just get a job, get off your drugs and go get a job and get yeah, a house yeah, yeah. and all this stuff. And then you start to watch people's stories and you're like, oh my God, there's so much more to this. It could happen to anybody. Exactly. And that's why I'm like, there's no silver bullet. You know, there's yeah. no silver bullet to end homelessness to like cure drug, drug addiction. addiction like there's so many complex layers to it yeah yeah totally and ultimately it could end up it could be any of us you it know could so anybody it's yeah. so fucked up oh god daniel what is this now so speaking of which this is a bit of an old story dean this is a bit of a shall we shall we talk about the the most recent crazy story oh god you know which one i'm talking about you mean the doom and gloom story oh god so guys yet another god this is a dark episode. This is a dark episode. I mean, when do we not have a dark episode? Every episode. I mean, last week's was fucking dark as fuck. But this was a pretty big story. This is a big story. So we do have to talk. I mean, October 25th, um, there was a mass shooting in Maine. Yeah. Okay. And I don't, did they catch him yet? They've caught him. So, well, I'll, oh I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the update on that in a minute. Okay. So I pulled up another story because I just like was checking to right. see what the update was. So I guess this place known as Lewis, Lewiston, mm-hmm. it's a small city in Maine. in Maine where there was like a huge rampage that took place where a gunman opened fire on a bowling alley and restaurant. Ugh. He left 18, 18 people were dead. And this at the time of this article was written yeah. on the 26th. So I don't know the full, if there's been an update. Yeah. And 13 more were injured. Then what happened is he kind of like ran off, right? Yeah. And basically, he was on the run. Yeah, he was on the run, and basically everyone was like freaking out in in as you would in Lewiston, Maine, and yeah, being yeah, yeah. like, "We have a gunman on the loose." Yeah. Like, he's literally just opened fire, and it's so bad. It's just so bad because like, uh, how many of these events ma- have to happen? Seriously, it's so frustrating because it's like, like how exactly? So like, how many more? Like, mm-hmm. how much can these people take? Like. This is so messed up. I know. And Nothing's it was, ever done. And also it's like, it's, it doesn't make any, I mean, it, it never makes any sense, but like yeah. it's a bowling alley. Like there's kids there, families. I mean, they always choose like, they always just choose places where there's gonna be a lot of people. Yeah. And like, a lot of people where there wouldn't be much security, I guess, usually. Mm, so like movie theaters, classrooms, bowling yes. alleys, music festivals, like crazy shit like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it kind of makes me hesitant to go to these big events. But I'm that's like, the thing, shit. especially in the States. Like honestly, when I was going to the States, my parents were like, just don't go anywhere where there's a lot of people. Yeah. It's kind of fucked up. It is. But even a bowling alley? Like, come on, it's a bowling alley. I know. You would think you'd be safe in a bowling alley. I know. What the hell? I just don't know how... I don't know how many more... Like, how many more... Like, how much can we mm-hmm. even say at this point? We've said it all. So, I guess, again, he was on the loose, I think, for, like, a while. Oh, okay. And then, I guess, now, um, the update is that the suspect is dead from apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound yeah. so apparently this took a two-day manhunt so this is why everyone was like freaking out yeah and i guess this this person was found that it was a u.s army reservist what the fuck is that i don't know what a reservist is okay. guys someone comment some of you u.s folk comment in the comment mm-hmm. section let me know what a reservist is oh, maybe God it's like dang. you're on the like he worked at the u.s army he was part of yeah sure did something with the u.s army anyway um he was found dead uh, Friday evening, apparently from a self-inflicted gunshot. Oh. Like, I guys, I genuinely cannot understand this. This no. is one of the things I will never understand. Like, God, what is wrong with our society? Because let, 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 let's just break it down for a second. Because I, I agree with you on that statement in a sense that like, 
obviously anytime you're killing somebody, it's not a good thing, right? Yeah. But I, I at least can understand or kind of it, I wrap my head around like crimes of passion or yeah. crimes of like infidelity or like, you know, it's still not, you still shouldn't be doing it, but no. I can at least see or try to understand like a motivation behind, right. behind somebody. But when somebody goes into a bowling alley, right? Like Ugh. you go into a bowling alley and you just open fire. It's like, you don't know any of the people in there. Like what the fuck are you doing? I don't know. I, but why is it so common? Like this kind of random, kill people that you don't even know mm-hmm. that's what like i get what you're saying it's yeah like, like you don't know these people like, like it's different yeah. if it was like no death is okay but yeah like, but like for example okay this is gonna sound bad guys, <laughs> but again that like i'm just comparing the you're two you're not justifying you're just like trying to like make sense of a situation exactly so like this guy goes into a bowling alley doesn't know anybody versus a disgruntled employee going into their workplace right that you that again it's but still that, not good yeah I but you're like okay yeah. they had they were angry they blah 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 but this guy it's like i think he had a you, lot of mental health well, problems I would assume so. Which is which is another reason why it's like, why is there no checks and balances? Um, because I don't know exactly. I didn't look into this too much because at this mm-hmm. point I'm like, <laughs> like it's, there's so many of these situations mm-hmm. where it is like scary. Like you have to understand, like if you're American, like you have to understand, like from an outsider's perspective, like we are scared to yeah. go to the States. Like, so I'll be honest with you guys. I went to the States recently. Where did you go? We went to Houston. Oh, Houston. Yes. Yeah. And Overall, it didn't cross my mind all the time, but there was a few situations where I was like, "Oh my god!" There was god. a gunshot. Remember? Yeah, I'm we pretty heard sure. A gunshot. I'm like 99 sure it was a gunshot, yeah, and we it was saw multiple. Some pe- yes, yeah. and we saw some people like running, and it was like, "Oh my fucking god!" Are yeah. you kidding me? Like that is scary. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I know. Holy shit! So yeah, guys, I don't know. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. Eighteen. What is it? Thirteen people. Eighteen people. 18, Eighteen people died. Dead, Thirteen people injured. Eighteen people died. Like that's so fucked up. Okay, when are they gonna? The God, this like I can't. I know, and it's How? like like again profits over anything. Yeah, and it's like when, oh, when, God. when does it become so much gun violence that you put in gun legislation, the United States of America? I, I I don't think there's ever like is there is there a breaking point? Like I love that interview. Was it you that showed me that interview with um? Yeah, John Stewart. John Stewart yeah. and the that Republican. Yeah, and he asked the question, which I will continue to ask. He's like. At what point? Because he keeps saying more guns, everyone's right to bear arms. It makes America a safer place, right? And as the graph goes up of more guns and people owning more guns and more gun sales, the violence curve also goes up. And he's like, at what point do we hit the breaking point where we've reached the number of guns that starts bringing the safety? Yeah, it won't. It won't, guys. It won't. won't. And what's crazy is also like self-inflicted gunshot, which is like like suicides, mm. are also extremely very common. Yeah with guns because and it's so scary because it's like i feel like most of those could be prevented if you didn't have such easy access to a gun exactly well and also they say a lot of deaths which are really sad are accidental gunshot fires oh god where they're like cleaning the gun or whatever and it fires or kids that find a gun in the house yeah and they think it's a play toy oh god i I, it scares me i can't believe that this is so common it's insane. Like I would but actually I think, like, mm-hmm. I think we have the, we, I think that's the normal human response is that we should be scared of guns. Yes. Like I, I'm scared when I see people with guns. Exactly. Like I don't feel safer. No, I don't feel safer at all. Yeah. And like for me to have a gun in my house, that's not going to make me feel safer. 
Yeah, I don't think so. No. No, because I'm like, well, what if I accidentally go it up? And I'm, I, I'm even, I'm even to the point. Unless I was at a shooting range in a controlled environment. Yeah. Like if there was a gun here, like I'd be scared to touch it. I know. It. That's I would I mean. be scared. I'm like, it's gonna go off. Something's gonna happen. It's gonna backfire. Exactly. Or something. Like what the and fuck? Every statistic out there shows that having more guns is actually more dangerous. Yes. Again, we're preaching to the choir. We've said this we so are. many times. I don't even know, like... Our audience is probably sick of us talking about I gun know, legislation. Like every week, it's like a new fucking shooting. It's like... I know. They've had already, I think, like, I don't know, more shootings and ma- many more mass shootings than the days, of, days the year? of the year. And it's Ugh. like, at what point is this going to be... Like, I don't understand. Like, is this mm. ever going to stop? Like... I don't know. Like, I always keep thinking, I'm like, maybe the next generation, like once the politicians, like the old ones die and, and then go. the new ones come, maybe it'll be a little bit better. Like, yeah. that's my only hope. But then but you have the younger ones like Candace Owens and all of those guys. I, that's what I mean. It's like, like they're just and they're as getting, fucking deluded. Oh, yeah. They're so fucking deluded. And they're like, you know, I don't know what, again, like, I don't understand. Like, I, I don't get how anyone can think like this way. Again, I, I just don't get it too. Like, I always think of it like this. Like, when you have facts in front of you right like if you have case studies you have all of the evidence in front of you to make a logical decision that's what bothers me like if it did like and i'm 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 telling you honestly guys if it proved and it was proven time and time again that having an increased number of guns improved safety and that was the case then i would be an advocate for everybody owning a firearm right i'd be like it makes everything safer it like you know it 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 is prevents danger and blah 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 but the fact of the matter is there is a unrefutable amount of evidence that that is not the case and there's even countries that have put in like new or not new but like reform their gun legislation and gun violence gone down so like you have case studies you have this you have this how can you refute that evidence i somehow they can it's it blows my mind somehow people are buying it like they're so Mm. brainwashed i know but I, I think like also they're so deep into this, right? Yeah. At this point, it's like, how can they, at this point, it's like too late almost. I mean, I don't think it's too late, but that's no. what a lot of people think. And it's so ingrained in American culture for some fucking reason. Like it's so weirdly ingrained I in know. the culture that, you know, and also like the things that people are asking for is not even as, ex- I mean, what we think is a not extreme which is basically like take away the guns generally but yeah. in america like they won't even th- that's not even in the question no. they'll just say like we just want like background checks a and registration registration yeah. and a license to carry a gun that's like literally all they ask for it's yeah. like it's like if you have mental health issues maybe they shouldn't buy a gun exactly and that is not passed people think it, that's crazy it's, and it's just like wild to me how is that okay like that makes no fucking sense. Well, it's not okay because it will impact gun sales. Fuck, Daniel. I can't. <laughs> I'm going to go fucking crazy. I know. Who the fuck cares about so much money? Fuck. Oh. Fucking hell. These people are going to just die in a private jet accident. I know. And this is the thing, guys. Oh. You, what what a wise person once told me, and I can't remember who told me this quote, but um, <laughs> if you're watching, thank you. Um, but they said to me, uh, basically, you come into this world. Oh. The way that you leave it with nothing. Oh, goddamn. I mean, it's so true. That's why I'm like, what is the point of hoarding all this money? Exactly. Like, I get it. Money is nice. Yes. Yeah. A certain amount of money gives you a lot of, you know, great things. Freedom, comfortability. But like, yes. At what point do you need to make hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. at the expense of other people's lives? Yeah. It's like, I just, I just, I can't, I don't understand yeah. how, like, it's like, we are so like, we're so not good. <laughs> like 
we're just like un- unethical as a species like generally i know like it's, it's crazy. crazy like we i think we grow up thinking like humans are amazing oh my god like mm. we're better than animals you know like people always like say like oh they behave like like animals like as mm. it's like a bad thing and i'm like yeah. you know we're like the worst of yeah. all of them yeah like, we are the worst yeah because we're doing it all for like what for money mm-hmm. for money for hundreds of millions of dollars for billions of dollars that you're not even gonna fucking see in your lifetime or spend in your lifetime or spend in your lifetime even if you have kids you don't need this much money like it makes no fucking sense i know it's crazy it's crazy <gasps> oh i'm gonna go crazy and on that positive note guys <laughs> We're going to leave you and we're going to let Rose have her like little breakdown um, off camera. Uh, <laughs> I hate the world. Why are we like this? I know this was a depressing podcast, guys. So it that's really why was. love is blind next week, guys. Okay, we're going to yeah, have some need, wine and it's going to be amazing. Yeah, we need to drink that toxic ju- juice yes. and talk about dumb shit. That doesn't matter. Yeah. So oh. uh, for those of you that aren't already, um, if you're watching this video on YouTube, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Hit subscribe. Leave us some comments. Show us some love show in the comments some love, section. Guys. We need yeah. some love in this world. I know there's, there's been the last couple of videos. We get lots of views, but like not that many comments. Guys, you're so being called out by Daniels. I, I'm calling you out you right now. You don't want to be called out by no. Daniels. I hold a grudge. You do. Um, <laughs> I'm a, uh, yeah, and and uh, if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, don't forget to hit follow. That way you'll get updated as soon as there's new episodes and content available. And also, guys, as we mentioned before, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Um, you get exclusive content, ad-free content, all great stuff on there. So go check it out. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah, thanks, guys, for listening. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Have a good day. <laughs> oh, God.